If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Y'all, I have lived preeclampsia twice, and both times I had to have an emergency birth for two different reasons, but preeclampsia was a factor that wreaked havoc in two of my pregnancies. It sucked. My first pregnancy and my fourth pregnancy. Don't even know why. But I wanted to talk to you guys today about really just the lived experience of that, what I would tell you if you were going through it. I've had clients come to me that have gone through it. It can be really scary. And sometimes the doctors are scared too. And so, you know, I've been there. I was scared too. It is kind of scary, but I will share with you some tips. Let's go. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hey, mamas, how are you? I hope you've had just the most beautiful holiday season. I am batch recording these before the holidays to give myself a little bit of a lift and a break. And so I'm not actually able to share with you how my Christmas was because it's December 8th. But I will tell you that I'm thinking about you because I like often think about postpartum women. And I want you to know that I'm still open for business. And so you can still book a consultation at lizzielangston.com forward slash consult. You've got about another 10 days before the there's a price on the consultation, which is fine. I think it's totally valuable and worth it. So I'm sure you don't mind paying for it. But it's just $97 will be the cost of a consultation with me in the new year, starting in 2024. Um, But I would love to chat with you. I chat with moms all the time. It's one of my favorite parts about running my business and having the podcast that's grown so much over the last five years. So you guys know, especially if you've listened to the last two or three episodes, that I just had a baby six months ago. So I've had a really clear perspective on postpartum, what works, what doesn't, and I've learned a lot. I've also had preeclampsia twice. Not fun, my loves. I've had clients who it's been not fun for. The thing is when you have preeclampsia, I don't know if this is statistically out there, but I think that just naturally it's more likely that there's going to be an intervention of some kind, whether you go from a vaginal birth to a C-section Um, maybe not for you. I really hope that you can have the exact birth that you want to. I know that for my first, uh, preeclampsia pregnancy, which also happened to be my very first pregnancy period with my first baby that is now almost 10, he's nine and a half. It's crazy. I had him back in 2014 and I remember the morning I had gone swimming that morning to get some exercise 
it was April in Arizona, so it was a little chilly, the water was, but it was, I mean, it's pretty hot here in April, actually. (laughs) And so, but it was a morning swim. So I went swimming and then I was getting ready to go to my weekly checkup because I was in my last, you know, month of pregnancy. I was 38 weeks and six days. And something told me, maybe my little guardian angel, definitely, to grab the hospital bag and bring it with me in the car to this appointment. And I was like, that's crazy because it's not going to be another, the baby's not due for another two weeks. But when you're that pregnant and when you're spiritual like I am, uh, you don't, you just do it. I mean, okay, people can be spiritual and also have a hard time following intuitive things. But that time it was just so crystal clear and I just did it. So I grabbed the thing and then at my appointment, they checked my urine as they always did at my OB's office and they were like, uh, really freaked out. They did not have these sweet little ladies that were <laughs> one. She just froze. I remember she looked at my blood pressure cuff. She took it a second time. She's like, okay, I'll be right back. And then she goes and finds her person, some other person to come do it. And she takes it again. She's like, okay, I'll have you go into your room. The doctor will be there in just a minute. And they were very curt. And I was like, uh, is everything okay? And they're like, yep, we're just. <laughs> So, yeah. Anyway, then the doctor came in and he's like, so we're going to send you to the hospital now and you're going to have this baby today if your blood pressure doesn't come down. So that was my first baby. And then my fourth baby um, was a lot more gradual. So I I hadn't seen any signs or noticed any preeclamptic anything between week 37 and week 30. Well, I guess between week 38 and week 39 with that pregnancy. But with my fourth baby, it was a lot more present earlier on, and I had high blood pressure starting at 35 weeks, 36 weeks, 37 weeks, and she ended up coming at 36 weeks and six days. So I guess I didn't have it at 37 weeks because I was postpartum. Although one of the things we're going to talk about in this episode is how it totally can creep in when you're postpartum too, and that is something that they didn't, I don't even know if I was told that after my first, they just kept me on magnesium. I really wasn't told a lot. And I also didn't ask a lot of questions with my first baby. In hindsight, I think it would be a lot better to ask more questions, but I was sort of in a freeze response in general at that time in my life. I was still living in my era of people-pleasing, my people-pleasing era, (laughs) nod to the era's tour. And I hadn't yet come out of that. So I've mentioned on this podcast before, but I took a five and a half year break between having my third and my fourth baby, we did, my husband and I, and that was intentional because I wanted to birth myself and really come into my own as a woman, as an adult. And then I went on to birth the business. So I essentially had two children, (laughs) myself and then my business. And then I had baby number four. All right. So I want to go ahead and go over these tips. Shall we? Shall we just dive in? So I want you to know that I'm not I'm not a medical professional. So just so you know, I'm not. I'm sharing these having lived it with my own experience. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so here are the 10 tips I would give to a preeclampsia mama. And this is whether you're pregnant or postpartum as the postpartum coach. Here we go. So your blood pressure will likely rise every time you have to go into your OB or whoever you see their office. And I'd, I would love it if all of us felt super tight and comfortable with our providers. It's just often not the case. But even this last time, I did actually feel really close and, and great connection with my provider. And I still would have a big spike of my blood pressure every time I went in. I don't think it was as much my relationship with her as it was this sense of, is my blood pressure going to get high? Is Are we going to have to change my plans again for the birth? So there was just a lot of apprehension and anxiousness. I tried so hard. And you guys, I'm like a life coach, right? But I'm also a human. So I'm a life coach. I wear that hat, but like I don't wear it all the time. So yeah, I... um. I will just tell you to expect that and don't be like frustrated with yourself or, and take that into consideration when your readings are high at the doctor, they call it white coat syndrome. It's a thing. Um, my OB actually didn't wear a white coat and she doesn't allow her people in her office to wear white coats because she wants it to be really inviting and not intimidating. This is the, the true harmony center for wellness, whatever, Dr. Brash Jones and Chandler. She's really great. Um, but I still, I still had it. So that's the first one is just expect your blood pressure to rise when you go see your doctor, your OB, your midwife. Okay. The second tip is practice meditation. There are so many amazing meditations for you when you're pregnant. I found this girl on YouTube. Her name is Bridget Tyler, and she has so many great pregnancy and birth meditations. I highly recommend her. I will stick her YouTube channel in the show notes if I remember to, but I don't always remember. So (laughs) Bridget Tyler, she's um, in the Bay Area, brown hair on YouTube, white girl. She's really nice. And she has an amazing amazing meditations um, for pregnancy and delivery. But the thing is about meditation, and I always prescribe meditation to my clients who are having nervous system and mental health issues postpartum is that meditation is a chance at first when you try it, it will suck and start with just guided meditations. When I say it will suck, it's just like you will probably be in your head and you'll probably be like, why am I even meditating? But there's other times where maybe you're kind of tired and you end up falling asleep while you're meditating and you just feel like a whole new person when you wake up. So meditation can be really uh, powerful and just treat it like a first date and then a second date and a third date, right? It's going to get better as you go and as you practice it. But practicing meditation can help you um, bring down your anxiety levels, calm your body, which increases the quality of your thinking. A lot of my preeclampsia and hypertension, which by, by the way, hyper... Okay, so if you don't know what preeclampsia is, it's really high blood pressure in pregnancy. Sorry, I didn't say that. I'm sorry if I left any of you in the dark. And then Hypertension is what they call your blood pressure when it's in the ranges that aren't quite as severe as preeclampsia, but it's still high that you need to be careful and be looking at it. The risk of high, high, high blood pressure while you're pregnant is seizure. Another risk though is something I experienced with my fourth baby, which is that your placenta can partially or fully rupture. I don't want to scare you, um, 
I also, mine did that when I was sitting up out of a beanbag and I was really pregnant and barely awake. My kids had come in and I'd fallen asleep on the beanbag because my high blood pressure made it really uncomfortable to sleep at night. So yeah, anyway, it might not happen for you, but that is now, now everybody knows what preeclampsia is. And um, so practice meditation. Um, The next one is like, even if you are a granola person like me, my next tip would be talk to your doctor early. If you're starting to have higher blood pressure, see what medication you can get on that is pregnancy safe that can help keep your blood pressure low. I am not a medical provider. You're going to need to discuss it with your provider. And it's also going to be your personal preference. But if I had, I been a little bit more aware, I would have asked for a pregnancy safe blood pressure lowering medication. Once I got into the high hypertension zone, the, the reason some doctors can be hesitant is because, um, a blood pressure lowering medication if you're not quite high enough to be using the medication, it can also make you feel really crummy because low blood pressure isn't good too. So blood pressure is one of those things where if it's really too high, it's uncomfortable, but if it's too low, it's uncomfortable. And sometimes when you start messing with it with drugs, it can start not making you feel good. Um, but that's basically the case with any medication. So I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I will just say that if you go into labor with really high blood pressure, it's just can be kind of like intense because then it's like, okay, do we let you deliver vaginally? Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Um, my doctor didn't want to induce me with that high blood pressure either. And so a C-section was more likely for me. Um, also if you get induced with Pitocin, then your risk of hemorrhage goes up, um, even though it's not guaranteed, but you know, there's risks and and everything and everything. So get a little bit educated, look it up, talk to somebody who's been through it or listen to this episode and then have that conversation with your doctor. How comfortable are they? If you were to develop preeclampsia, um, you know, with that being on the table when you're delivering, are they comfortable with that? What, what is their typical way of handling this? And then do you feel comfortable with that? But yeah, I, I kind of wish that I may, maybe would have asked for some meds to help with the blood pressure as long as they were completely safe for baby. Um, the fourth tip for mamas with preeclampsia or even hypertension when you're pregnant is, I really want you to know that it's not your fault and you don't need to blame yourself for, you don't need to feel bad, like that your body's failing or that, you know, you're not doing enough for your child because this is something that you didn't choose. And when I first had preeclampsia 10 years ago, almost my OBGYN, who's probably retired now, but at the time he was like, we don't really know what causes preeclampsia. And Since then, I've talked to some holistic people and their idea is that it comes down to minerals, making sure specifically that you have enough calcium 
but also potassium and magnesium and sodium. Um, So you want to be eating healthy salt and plenty of salt, actually, because there's I actually want to have an expert on the minerals come onto this episode. I know exactly who I want to have on. So hang tight for that conversation because this preeclampsia is happening more and more. Well, maybe it's not happening more and more, but it happens plenty. And um, I want to talk about it with everyone. So we'll go more into that on another episode. Um, So yeah, but it's not your fault and you're doing the best you can. And I would just say my another great tip is be in constant communication with your doctor. My OB, because I was a little bit older and um, I risked out of a home birth, so I was new to her at 35 weeks, she just gave me her phone number and was like, text me. And then also I tracked my blood pressure in an app and I would show that to her at our biweekly appointments because now I was high risk with this hypertension and also some other stuff that came up in my blood work. So I would just show her my at-home measurements of my blood pressure. Um, yeah. And then number, gosh, I, I'm kind of throwing in some extras, but technically I think we're on number six. So an open line of communication was number five. Number six, Turning your brain off is really helpful because if you tend to work yourself up into this panic and this worry that you're going to um, not make it full term or you're going to have birth complications or you're going to have a seizure, that's always what I was super scared of is having a seizure because my you know blood pressure was quite high. Um, turn your brain off. One thing I told myself when I was going through this was like, There are so many people who are not pregnant and who have extremely high blood pressure that don't have seizures. Like while it's a possibility, it's also something that could also not happen. So I don't know. You want to be safe. So tell your, like, if that doesn't work for you, don't use that thought. Um, Because the last thing I would want is, is, you know, we have to be extra careful, but um, that's why turning my brain off and just watching some good old fashioned movies or something was so helpful. So feel free to do, do a lot of that. Also just not being too active, but at the same time, getting some light exercise. Uh, yep. That, so that was actually number seven, (laughs) number eight, um, therapy for deep seated fears around childbirth or becoming a mother. Um, like I'm talking, finding really deeply buried subconscious stuff. I have this book that's called The Healing Questions Guide by Wendy Jensen, and it is basically, so psychoneuroimmunology is a branch of medicine that studies um, your emotional and psychological stuff and how how it all correlates with the physical symptoms and diseases and disorders you experience physically. And in her book, Preeclampsia is listed as basically having some deep, 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 and they could even be generational, not necessarily yours, but some deep fears um, regarding becoming a mother, whether you don't feel worthy, ready, capable, and, or it could be in relation to um, like a, I was going to say a schism. Is that like a word, (laughs) but like a crack in the the maternal line in your family, if there isn't a lot of warmth and um, what's the word? intimacy, right? Between you and your mother and your grandmother and her mother. Like if there is just not a a lot of good feminine closeness in your family line, that can also be something that creates it, but it could also just be the minerals. So, you know, this was just one tip is consider 
Are you having some, you could also come talk to me if you want. Consider, are you having some fears around childbirth or becoming a mother? Um, or do you have a rocky relationship with your own mother? Because that mother wound can also be something that comes up. Um, number don't remember, let's say eight blood pressure. Um, only check it a couple times a day or if you're not feeling well, but if you're feeling super anxious and you're so anxious that you're like, I should probably check my blood pressure. You're probably going to get a high reading. And if you're tracking it throughout the day, it's going to like be a huge skew and it's going to freak you out. So sometimes, not always, you do need to be tracking your blood pressure. Do it as often as your doctor states, do it when ask them what times of day, they want you to be measuring it. And like, is it after you've walked around a little bit or is it when you're still laying in bed? Can you be laying down? Like ask your doctor for exactly how they want you to do it. But um, just know that if you're super anxious and worked up and then you take your blood pressure, it will likely be high. So the best thing you can do is just measure it when you're supposed to. And then only if you just physically don't feel good, but emotionally you're fine and you're not anxious at all, you just don't feel good, then that might be, you know, makes sense. Um, But use your best judgment and talk with your provider because I'm not a medical provider, okay? And follow your intuition in every case. Um, Number nine, your doctors may kind of talk about this in like a scary way because it is intense and women have died from preeclampsia. Like if you've ever watched Downton Abbey, don't watch that while you're pregnant. Um, but I'm so grateful because we have medication. We have, there's even a holistic, um, how to avoid preeclampsia with your diet, like guide out there. I don't even, I can't, I, yeah. Anyway, I don't remember where it is, but if you absolutely wanted to find it, you could email me lizzie at lizzielinkston.com and I would try to find it for you. Um, but you can, yeah, just, just know that eating well and checking out your, I will do a specific episode on that. How about that? That's my promise to you is I'll bring on that expert that I was telling you about. And we will talk about the diet that is specific to helping your blood pressure and regulating it during pregnancy and even postpartum. Cause you're gonna have to watch it in the first three months, but especially that first two, three weeks after the baby. Um, that was my next, my 10th tip is you are going to, if you didn't already know this, they'll probably have you, um, watch, watch the blood pressure the last two weeks or sorry, the, even after you have the baby, like postpartum and it likely won't be as bad, but for me, it really was for like six days or so. It was pretty high all the time still. So I had to keep checking it. And when I was in the hospital, they put me on magnesium and, I think they said it best in my hospital when they said magnesium feels like you're on hot trash. Like it makes you feel like hot trash. It makes you feel like you are hot trash. <laughs> so it just makes you feel trashy and hot, like yucky. And so, um, yeah, but they also gave me nausea meds while I was on the magnesium. It's not my favorite. I'm pretty like, I try to avoid a lot of medication, but when it makes a lot of sense and it preserves my comfort and my health in the moment, then I'm open to it. So I hope those were helpful for you. And then postpartum, obviously, if you end up having any mental health needs or concerns, if you get caught in anxiety loops or you feel really depleted mentally and emotionally, I'm here for you. That's literally what I do all day. You can book a consultation with me for free, or not free, the, the consultation. You can book a consultation with me 
lizzielangston.com forward slash consult. And then you can talk to me about private coaching, or you can also go to lizzielangston.com forward slash work with me and look at any of my other resources for moms. I have pre-recorded classes all the way up to like group and private coaching. So, um, you are awesome. Keep going mama. You can do this. You're stronger than you know. And I will see you in the next episode right here on the postpartum coach podcast. Please share this like the video, subscribe, leave me a review on Apple podcasts. That helps more women have access to this amazing free resource. I would so appreciate it. Hey, bye guys. Hey, Lizzie here. I've helped dozens of postpartum moms, just like you to manage their postpartum anxiety and deconstruct their postpartum depression. It's really easy for me. So if you're ready to feel better, I know the way let's chat on the phone. Set up a time by going to lizzielangston.com forward slash consult. It's pretty simple and I will be calling you soon.